What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, October 19th, 2020, and the World Series is set. Now, when I left on Friday and recorded my final podcast on Friday, I was pretty darn confident with my predictions. And believe it or not, a lot of people view me I guess it's kind of my early videos where people got this belief, view me as a hot take artist. I'm not typically like that. I don't don't typically like even doing predictions. Like we live in that, you know, hot takes exposed culture where if you make a single prediction, people hold it against you and put you under a microscope and act like you're an idiot because you shared a belief that turned out not to be true. I'm typically not like that. But when I came on here on Friday... I was completely convinced that by the time I came back here on Monday, the World Series was going to be the Braves and the Rays. Now, I was right on one of those counts. I was barely right on one of those counts. And I'm going to spend a majority of the second segment, and for all three Dodgers fans who are listening to this podcast, I'm going to spend a majority of this second segment uh, admitting my wrongness, admitting how completely wrong I was about my predictions for the NLCS, especially my predictions that went down after Game 4. I will talk about that, but in typical fashion, I am going to go in sequ- sequential order and talk in this first segment about what went down in the other series, in the ALCS, what ended up being a seven-game dogfight of a series The Tampa Bay Rays in seven games knocked off the Houston Astros, a 4-2 score in Game 7, a a really well-played game and a really well-played series all in all, a really tightly contested series. Both these series, and and this is, is true, this was not a prediction, both these series, everyone said, were duds through four games. And really, after both these series were, you know, 3-1 after four games, I think collectively everyone said, wow, for such an expanded postseason, none of these series have been particularly exciting or close. And all of a sudden, like on a dime, these series went from duds to completely exciting. This was the first time that both championship series went seven games since 2004. And if you know anything about the 2004 postseason, many people uh, view it as quite possibly the best single postseason since they expanded the format back in 1995. So, I mean, that a lot of expectations to live up to there. This was a great series. Uh, I, I'll start with the Astros before I, I praise the Rays, and I'm very happy for the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, I understand there's a lot of grave dancing going on. There's a lot of people who are so happy to see the Astros be knocked out, to see the the team of cheaters finally be knocked out of the postseason. Uh, I don't fall in that camp. And here's the thing, I get accused of everything with the Astros. For some reason, I people view me as like an Astros fanatic. I mean, I've never even been to an Astros game. I could I could care less about what the Houston Astros do, but because, you know, look, in fairness, uh, the Astros were my B team over the last several years. I loved watching them. I loved the players on that team. And, you know, over the last year, it, it has been really disheartening seeing seeing their kind of fall from grace, at least in the public eye. And I fall in the middle, though. I'm not somebody who believes that they didn't deserve to be punished. They did. I did an entire episode 
early on where I flat out admitted that I was wrong in believing they shouldn't have had their title taken away. They should have. They should have had their World Series championship taken away. Now, I still believe that vacating titles is kind of a, a very silly thing, but you know what? Symbolically, it would have meant something. They should have had it taken away. The MLB completely flubbed that investigation into the sign-stealing scandal. I admit all that. I, I was I was naive about a whole lot of that, but I'm also not someone who's under the belief, who's just this rabid dog of frustration and anger, who lives under the belief that the, the Houston Astros were the 2003 Tigers without the trash cans. Like, the people who believe that, and the people who are so blinded by, cheaters, 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 that's what they are, they're rapid dogs, they're literally growling. I can hear people on Twitter arguing about it, literally growling, the Astros, trash cans, World Series. How about you calm the F down for a second, and, and respond with a subtle argument, right? And I'm sorry, this is, and I know sometimes I lack subtlety, this is one of those times I'm giving you a subtle, nuanced, in the middle argument. I knew this was still a really talented baseball team. And I, I get the people who are grave dancing. I get the people who are excited to see this team fail. But it is also worth noting, I'm sorry, that the Astros won a whole lot more than they lost this season. I'm not even talking about in terms of win-loss because I know they finished under 500 in the regular season. But there was a whole smorgasbord of people who were under the belief that this team was going to be nothing without the trash cans, without the cheating. And they went 29-31 and 31 in the regular season. And people said, see, see, I told you, they're a bunch of dirty, rotten cheaters, and they'll never make it far in the postseason. Believe me, kid, I'll tell you, you never amount to nothing in this world. See, see, I told you. They went up. They knocked off the Minnesota Twins. They beat, smashed the Oakland A's. Just embarrassed. Bent the Oakland A's over their knees and cracked them in half like Bane. I was wondering what would break first. Yeah, destroyed them. And by the hair of their chinny chin chin, just missed out on making it to the World Series with a plethora of pitching injuries that they had to deal with. I'm sorry, the Houston Astros, you could make the argument, succeeded a lot more than they didn't this year. And to all the people saying, oh, I'm glad those cheaters were knocked out of the postseason, that those same cheaters made it farther than your favorite team did, unless, of course, you're rooting for the Dodgers or the Rays. Like, they won more than they lost this year, and I get the excitement, people are happy to see them knocked out, but that is a well-run organization, and their window has not completely closed, and they're probably going to be back in the postseason next year as well. Hate to break it to you. On the other end, I am very happy for the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, before I praise them, and I'm going to, I thought Kevin Cash's decision to pull Charlie Morton in the sixth inning when he was absolutely rolling was asinine. Now, it ended up working out in their favor. They went with Nick Anderson, who wasn't very good, but it ended up working out for them. I disagree completely with that decision. I'm so tired of that in baseball. To me, it hurts the game. I, I understand the Rays are a team that maybe in, at points you know, is has to strategize because they might not have the horses in their rotation uh, to compete with other teams. And so, you know, they play chess while other teams play checkers. I get that. Charlie Morton was dealing. Charlie Morton basically had a no-hitter going. He gave up two blooping singles. Besides that, he was absolutely money. They ended up pulling him before he even got to uh, 70 pitches. I think... Uh, yeah, he was at 66, only 18 balls, 48 strikes. He was brilliant. Now, with that said, Charlie Morton, that two-year deal, and I'm sure they'll pick up his option next year as well, an all-time great signing. I sent out a tweet on the Locked On Tigers account. Charlie Morton now has five postseason victories with the Tampa Bay Rays. Max Scherzer, Rick Porcello, and David Price combined with the Detroit Tigers had four. What a signing that was for Tampa Bay. You talk about a team with such a small budget who uses their money wisely. Look no further. This is such a great story. I root for the Rays. I do have a bit of a, of a 
connection with Tampa Bay. It's a you know where where we go on vacation every year down in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is real close to Tropicana Field. So that that's kind of you know there's a bit of a personal connection there. But I just I appreciate how that team goes about their business. I appreciate what they do. I think they are a truly remarkable story every year, and I enjoy watching them because I feel like I'm watching a real baseball organization every year. And and juxtaposed with the awfulness, the crap, the ugliness of the Detroit Tigers compared to what the Rays are doing, it's truly night and day. You know, The Detroit Tigers are a team that, given the resources and money at their disposal, could at least be competitive almost every season. They simply choose not to be. Then you have the Tampa Bay Rays. That's a team that defies the odds every year with a shoestring budget, and guess what? They're going to the World Series, and they're not going to the World Series with Mookie Betts or Cody Bellinger or Alex Bregman or Justin Verlander. They're going to the World Series with Charlie Morton and Blake Snell and G-Man Choi and Randy Arozarena, ALCS MVP. I think that's an awesome story. Like That is a team that just plays baseball the smart way. I find them inspiring, and I, there was an article that came out a couple days ago where they said that the Rays are bad for baseball because they don't have any stars. You know, look, believe it or not, I, I'm willing to listen to that argument. People try to act like it, it. this isn't the case, but more people watch the World Series when the Yankees and Dodgers are playing in it. That, that's just a fact. As much as we might hate those organizations, they have stars, they have big-name players. But personally, as a baseball fan, I don't care. I love how the Rays go about their business. I'm really happy to see them in the Fall Classic in 2020. Uh, they've absolutely deserved it. They've been the best team in the American League all year. Really happy for Kevin Cash and company uh, to be reaping the rewards of the hard work that they've put in over the last several years. This is a really hungry baseball team. They're going to give the Dodgers a hell of a fight. So that will do it for segment one when I get back. I'm going to recap what turned out to be a classic National League Championship Series between the Dodgers and the Braves. I'll be right back. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Alright, we're back. So, this is where Chris has to eat crow. And I'll happily eat crow. The Dodgers came back from a 3-1 series deficit, knocking off the Atlanta Braves last night in a 4-3 ball game, classic game. I mean, was that not theater? That was such a fun game to watch. It was a fun series. Now, I'm going to praise the Dodgers a lot because I don't view this necessarily as a choke job. I'm Very often when a team blows a lead in a series, people always point to the, the, the scapegoat. Who's to blame? Whose fault is it? Sometimes a team is just better. Like it's the way I view this series. And I said, this, I even said this on Friday, the Dodgers are a better baseball team than the Atlanta Braves. They didn't play like it through four games, but I said they were a better team and they finally showed it in the last three games of this series. With that said, this entire series turned when Marcelo Zuna forgot how to run the bases in game five. 
Mookie Betts made that shoestring catch that would have scored Ozuna from third base on a sack fly. He forgot to go back, or he left early. He, he did go back to third, but he left way early. Changed the entire outlook of this series. Now, people always like to point to one event and say, that's where it was lost. That's where it was over. No, it wasn't. The Dodgers still had to come back. And to me, what I noticed, and I've said this about this guy before, what the Dodgers have lacked in past postseasons, especially with Kershaw's struggles, has been a guy who you can give the ball to in a big game, in an elimination situation, who's going to say, all right, jump on my back. I'm going to carry you to the next game. I'm going to carry you to the next round. Walker Bueller is that guy. His performance in game six was next level. You know, only went six innings, could have gone more. And I believe it was the second. You know, he gets that three run lead. They score three off of Max Fried early in that game. Bases loaded, nobody out, and he pitches out of it. Just a totally badass performance by the third-year stud out of Vanderbilt University. He was sensational. Not not a whole lot of talk about Walker Bueller's pants because that dude was dealing in Game Six. It took him to Game Seven. I wasn't sure who was going to win Game Seven. You know, they, obviously I I thought the Dodgers were done, but even so, they had momentum going. Uh, the pitching was a little bit thin, but. I'll say this, I thought Dave Roberts managed a good game yesterday. You have Dustin May go for an inning, Gonsolin goes for two, Trinan two, Gratterall one, and then uh, Julio Urias, just a tremendous performance. Save the day, gets the win, going three scoreless innings. I don't think I don't think he even allowed a base runner, no walks. He was, he was tremendous. Got to Ian Anderson a little bit. You feel bad for him. I mean, this is a guy who was so good all postseason and um, just could, came up short in Game 7 yesterday. And obviously the deciding run was Cody Bellinger's monster shot in the seventh inning off of Chris Martin to make it 4-3. to three. It would stay there, and the Dodgers advance to their third World Series in four years. All right, this is where I eat crow because I came on here on Friday, and I basically declared the Dodgers dead. I, I thought this thing was done. I didn't think they had a chance, and the reason for it, and one of the big reasons I cited was that I I had no evidence to believe that the Dodgers were good at coming back in series. They hadn't really done it before. We'd seen them get behind to inferior teams in the past and fall short. This was a baseball team as talented as they are, as well run as they are. I've always felt like felt like lacked a certain level of grit that is required to win in the postseason. We saw that like last year from the Nationals. You had you had a lot of young players like Juan Soto and and Rendon was still young and you know Strasburg is a veteran but was still in his 20s I believe at the time. But they also had a lot of veterans who, who'd been in the postseason before, and you saw a lot of poise and a lot of grit to that baseball team, something that I hadn't really seen from the Dodgers in the past. And they showed me something that I did not think they were capable of showing, and that was a, a legitimate backbone. I give them a lot of credit because I was done with the Dodgers. They looked completely pathetic in Game 4, and I was certain that they were going to come up short again. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was so, 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 so wrong. And I'll own up to that. I didn't think they had it in them. And I give everyone on that baseball team a whole lot of credit for fighting back the way they did. Really remarkable game. They won all three of those games in different ways. You know, they won it with pitching in game six, with offense in game five, and with a little bit of both in game seven. As far as the Braves go, look, if the Rays would have blown that lead in the ALCS, I would have completely eulogized him. I would have said that this was a cataclysmic event. Like I talked about a little bit on Friday, I would have viewed it the way that 28-3 was viewed for the Atlanta Falcons, just something you don't really come back from. The Braves will be back 
I know expectations change throughout the season, and this hurts, and it should hurt. They really blew an opportunity here because they were playing so well. They were, up until Game 5 of the NLCS, the most impressive team I'd watched in this postseason. Their pitching had been amazing. Their offense had been timely. You got a career year, even in a 60-game season, out of Freddie Freeman, who's probably going to win the MVP. I mean, this was looking like the team that was about to take that next step and be just a juggernaut in the National League, and they fell apart. I wouldn't even say fell apart. They just they lost three games in a row. They lost three games in a row to a better better team. It's going to sting. It's going to sting for a long time. The fact is that still a young team, it's now an experienced team because of the deep runs they've made in the last couple postseasons. You know, they've won three straight division titles. Their ability to sign experienced free agents to short deals and the hit rate they've had with those guys like Travis Darnode, like Nick Marcakis, like like Josh Donaldson, like Marcelo Zuna has been incredible. They still have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. They've developed talent incredibly well. And ultimately, they lost so much this season, they probably should never have been in the position that they were in. Now, this will still hurt because they got in that position and they came up short when they got there. And I understand the pain that probably a lot of Braves fans are going through right now. This is back-to-back postseasons to which you've blown a golden opportunity to really take that next step. I completely get it, but they're going to be back. This is one of the most well-run organizations in all of baseball. Their future is bright. I'm sure there's a lot of pain that they're experiencing right now, but they will be back. Would not shock me at all if these two teams play each other in the NLCS next season, but you got to give a lot of credit to the Dodgers. They did something I didn't think they were capable of of doing. They came back. They won that series. Remarkable effort by Dave Roberts' crew, and guess what? The World Series is now set, and Okay, you know what? I, I'm eating crow here. I was completely wrong about the Dodgers. I will I will have a sleepless night tomorrow night because of it. But a certain host of this podcast, before this postseason started, did predict that the Rays and Dodgers were going to be playing in the World Series. So even, even when I'm wrong, I'm kind of right. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani two o. One four. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. Leave a five star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for tuning in today. I will be right back here tomorrow to preview the World Series. Looking forward to that. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day and go, Tigers. <laughs>